I was just thinking about that, so I got to looking in uh, the last verse of Matthew uh, chapter 26 says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. He went out and wept bitterly. And in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, amen, verse number 7, the angel of the Lord was sitting there when Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome came to anoint his body with spices. Uh, But uh, he was sitting there, and they found the stone rolled away. Man, that, that's an Easter message right there. Uh, but uh, uh, they were frightened, it said, because they saw this young man sitting in on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not afraid, or be not affrighted. If you seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified, he is risen. He is not here. He's not here. Behold the place where they lay him. And I like what he said in verse number 7. He said, but go your way and tell his disciples and Peter. And Peter, make sure you tell him. Uh, I'm telling you, Peter had already found a place to repent. He said, make sure you tell Peter. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. I love you. If you would turn me to Psalm 91. Amen. The 91st Psalm. Praise God. I'm going to read two verses from the 91st Psalm. It is so good to be here. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place. Brother Jason, it's good to see you. Man, I didn't know who you was at first. Amen. Praise God. Looking good. Amen. Psalm 91. Amen. Praise God. The first two verses. He that dwelleth. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. The psalmist tells us that the benefit of an individual that dwells or stays, if you will, makes their habitation in that secret place of the Most High is that that person that shall abide or dwell permanently under the shadow or the defense of Almighty God. Amen. Can somebody say amen? It's from these two verses of Scripture I want to take my text and preach about God's Witness Protection Program. God's Witness Protection Program. Amen. Brother Hilton, would you pray? Amen. I love you, Jesus. I'm asking you to talk to someone today. God, I'm asking you, God, to deal with someone in this house. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. I will bless your name. I will bless your name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. We are definitely living in troublesome times. In what the Bible calls perilous times. In his writing to Timothy, and the Apostle Paul tells him in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, he says this, Know also 
that in the last days perilous times shall come. Amen. Amen. Well, I got a, I got a little buddy up here. Amen. No, it's a, a ladybug. There you go. Oh, sorry. I'll just leave him alone. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Let him live. I don't care. <laughs> amen. Well, now that I have your attention, amen. <laughs> this know also in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God." Uh, if there was ever a time we're seeing these scriptures being fulfilled, it's this period of time that we're living in right now. Amen. Uh, wrong is being called right. Right is being called wrong. Homosexuality is running rampant and has now been legalized by what is supposed to be the Supreme Court of the United States. Uh, and while that's not the main focus of my message, uh, just let me state that the only real Supreme Court is God's, and His law still calls homosexuality an abomination. Well, amen. I don't care if you like it or not. That's just the way it is. Amen. Drug addiction of all types, both prescription drugs and illegal drugs, continue to rise. Violence at home and abroad, amen, continues to increase, and it is as though the very moral fiber of our nation is being destroyed one thread at a time. It is a time of continual warfare and rumors of war. Seemingly every time we read a newspaper or we listen to a news broadcast on the radio, amen, it is one nation that's fighting against another nation. And America somehow always seems to be caught right in the middle of the conflict. We have become so desensitized to all the perversion, uh, the violence, and the moral degradation. Uh, and the more that things become ungodly, the more uh, we are readily accepting uh, the effects of this ungodliness. Uh, we even attempt to go so far as to pacify it uh, by saying, oh, it's just the changing of the times uh, that we're living in. Uh, amen. Well, if that's the case, uh, get me out of here. Uh, amen. When we fail to what we fail to understand is that this type of mentality and desensification is nothing but the devil, amen, trying to thwart the plan of God. Can I hear an amen? We have people saying, well, we can't get involved or, or we just can't make a difference. They're living in fear that there will be some kind of an awful fearful retaliation. So they're just waiting to see what will happen next. Fear has captivated them, and they don't know what to do. However, God is saying, I need a witness in times like these. Amen. It was the late 1960s, amen, when the United States established a program known as the Federal Witness Protection Program. This Federal Witness Protection is able to relocate an individual and their entire family if necessary and give them new identities, amen, to witnesses who risk 
their lives by giving testimony as well as providing financial aid and employment aid. This witness protection, amen, program is the process in which witnesses such as those who testify in criminal trials are protected against intimidation before their testimony or criminal retaliation afterwards. I want you to make note of a witness is one that gives evidence, amen, specifically one who testifies in a cause before a judicial council, one asked to be present at a transaction so as to be able to testify to its having taken place. A one who has personal knowledge of something. And then the evidence is an outward sign or something that furnishes proof. Or one who voluntarily testifies for the prosecution against their accomplices. Amen. Protection is supervision or support of one that is smaller and weaker. Amen. It is to cover or shield from exposure, injury, or destruction. Amen. To guard. Amen. According to this statement by the Federal Witness Protection Agency, they contend that no program participant following security guidelines has ever been harmed while under the active protection of the Marshal Service. However, they also state that nearly all of the witnesses who were harmed had failed to fully comply oft-times contracting old acquaintances. Somebody may be thinking, so what does all that information have to do with those of us that are here today? What does this federal witness protection program have to do with the church, and specifically this church? Well, let's talk about God, amen, God's witness protection program. Remember now, a witness is one that gives evidence or one that testifies for the prosecution in a criminal case. I want you to understand, amen, you were created to give God glory. I said, you were created to give God glory. You were created to give God praise. You were created to be a witness for the Lord. You are created as evidence to furnish proof of just how good God is. Can I hear another amen? You were created to give testimony of how the devil has tried to take your life, but God has has delivered you. God has made a way for you. God has healed you. God has set you free. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Amen. Amen. Woo. Contrary. Amen. To what some individuals may have been led to believe. We were not created to be a drug dealer. I don't care how much money a person can make dealing drugs. We're not created to be a pimp, a prostitute, a porn addict, a drug addict, an alcoholic, a gambler, or even a thief. We were not created to be a gangster or a thug, and neither were we created just to try and get rich or die trying. Amen. We were created to give God glory and make his name gracious. Somebody say praise the Lord. I said we were created to give God glory. Amen. Uh, somebody go ahead and give God glory right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Woo! I love you. I love you. I love you. 
Amen. We were created to testify, uh, amen, of his goodness and his mighty acts toward you. Uh, you were created to be a witness, uh, but the king of king, for the king of kings uh, and lord of lords. Uh, the devil knows that fact, uh, and that is what he's trying to do is con uh, contaminate the evidence. Can I hear an amen? Uh, you are the evidence against him, uh, and he's trying to contaminate you. Uh, uh, that's why you find yourself doing the things that you do. Uh, that's why the alcoholic drinks the alcohol, amen, that he drinks, amen. I said that's why he does that, amen. That's why, amen, the cigarette smoker, amen, that's why they smoke one after another. I said, well, praise God anyhow. That's why the drug addict, amen, keeps doing whatever type of drug or drugs that they're addicted to. Further, that's why Satan convinces you to miss church service after church service. That's why, oh. I shouldn't have went there, but amen, that's what it is anyhow. That's why Satan, amen, continually tells you to throw caution to the wind and live in any despicable condition that he can get you to live in because the devil is crying, continually trying to contaminate the evidence. Satan will, amen, try to get you to think that in your mind that you're having fun. You feel as though you can't live without that stuff. You feel as though there is nothing else, amen, for you. Oh, but that is just the devil trying to contaminate your evidence. Woo! Somebody say praise the Lord. Satan will attempt, amen, to convince you that if he can contaminate the evidence, that there's not going to be no trial. But that's not, in fact, the case. There is going to be a trial one day, and he will be judged. The question is, are you going to testify against him, or are you going to testify for him? Uh, the way that you testify is determined by the very life that you live. Someone might be saying, well, you just don't understand. I'm scared. You just don't understand. I'm being repeatedly abused by the devil. I've been robbed. I've been plundered. I've been emotionally devastated and emasculated. I feel like I'm about ready to lose my mind. I feel like the things that, amen, that I'm doing have such a hold on me that I'm powerless to stop. I feel like if I, I'm trying to get out of this style of living, it just won't last. Well, help me, Jesus. I'm going to tell somebody, in God's witness protection program, you don't have to be afraid because there has never been a single case where a witness in God's protection program has ever been hurt as long as they follow his rules. Amen. My mind, oh, God help me. My mind goes back to some that were in God's witness protection program. In fact, Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every way and the sin that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Woo! My mind goes to a Hebrew child that at birth uh, was supposed to be killed according to the law of Pharaoh uh, so that the testimony would not be given. Uh, amen. The Pharaoh was used, uh, being used by the devil trying to destroy the evidence. Uh, but this boy was in God's witness protection program. Uh, instead of being a victim of Pharaoh's law, he was protected in Pharaoh's house. Uh, his name was Moses, and he was in God's witness protection program. Uh, my mind goes to a witness, uh, amen, by the name of Joseph. 
Joseph. His very own family turned against him. His brothers took a man. Oh, I'm telling you, nothing hurts more than having your family turn against you. His brothers were jealous of him, and they cast him into a pit. They sold him into slavery, lied to their father, and told him that some evil beast had must have devoured him. But Joseph was in God's witness protection program. In the midst of all his trials, in the midst of his enemies, God protected him. And when he gave testimony and presented the evidence, his enemies and his very own family had to bow down before him because they knew that he was in God's witness protection program. My mind goes to yet another witness that was in God's witness protection program by the name of Daniel. Daniel was told not to pray to any other God. Amen. Then that image that the king or else she would be killed. But Daniel was in God's witness protection program and he prayed to the one only true God. Amen. The king found out about it and cast Daniel in the lion's den trying to destroy the evidence. Ah, but God shut the lion's mouth and protected him and he gave him his testimony. Why? Because he was in God's witness protection program. And who can forget about those three Hebrew boys by the name of Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bow to the image of King Nebuchadnezzar, so he had them brought before him, and he asked him, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I've set up? What he was saying is, don't you boys understand that when you heard the music play that you were to fall down and worship the image which I made? Are you telling me you didn't understand that I made a decree uh, that if you don't worship my image, you'll be thrown that same hour into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace? Uh, Do you really think that the God that you claim to serve will deliver you out of my hands? You see, amen. Old King Nebuchadnezzar didn't know nothing about God's witness protection program. But he soon found out. Because when he looked into those flames, he said, didn't we throw three men into the fire? then how is it that I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth man is like the son of God when they came walking out of that fire furnace ah, not only Nebuchadnezzar but all the princes, the governors, the captains and king's counselors saw that the fire had no power over them because their clothes were not even burnt, their hair on their heads was not even singed and not even the smell of fire was on them Somebody ought to be shouting, I I love you, Jesus. But there's another witness I want to talk about. He's not in the Bible. He's not famous. He's not listed in anyone's hall of fame. But he's a witness. His name's Terry. I stand in this pulpit today. I was created by God to give God glory, just like you, you and me. But the devil wanted to destroy the evidence. He wanted to destroy me. He didn't want me to give my testimony. I did some things I'm not proud of, just like some of you have done. I was being spiritually plundered by the devil. It seemed like I was emotionally powerless to stop the destruction of my soul. I felt alone in the crowd. I felt as though there was no hope. 
I was on a fast track to hell. And as a young man, I really didn't know what was going on. I didn't realize the devil knew that if he could destroy me, he could get rid of the evidence. You see, the devil knows. He knew that I could be a witness for Jesus Christ's prosecution against him. Oh, thank you, God. He knew that if I got right with God, that I would become a witness to testify against him. He was trying to stop my testimony because he knew I would overcome him by the word of my testimony. And that's how he was trying to stop my testimony. Oh, I'm telling this church, he's never tried, never stopped trying to get rid of me. But one thing I have learned is that everything he has and continues to try and use against me in an attempt to get rid of the evidence. So I determined that the word of God is my defense system. I decided to submit myself into God's witness protection program. Oh, I love you, Jesus. Somebody praise him right now. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Apostle Paul had this to say about what God told him that day on the road to Damascus concerning his calling and the benefit of God's witness protection program. In Acts chapter 26, in verses 16 through 18, God told Paul, I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. I want you to notice, to make thee a minister and a witness both of those things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. In God's witness protection, I want you to understand I'm no longer bound. I've been set free. Uh, I'm said I'm no longer bound. I've been set free. I, I've been delivered, amen, from the binding power of Satan by the liberating power of Jesus' name. Oh, my eyes have been turned from darkness and opened to God's marvelous light. And I have received forgiveness and have been given an inheritance among them which are sanctified by the faith that is in me. And I now rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm a witness in God's protection program because Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment, amen, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. Oh, yes, the devil hates me. He constantly seeks to destroy me, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This federal witness protection program, amen, it'll relocate you to another place. But I'm telling you, God's witness protection program relocates you from darkness into light. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. My God, the federal witness protection program give you, amen, gives a person a new identity. But God's witness protection program makes you a new creature in Christ Jesus. 
Woo! It's not a, just a remake. It's a brand new creature. You're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. The Federal Witness Protection Program can provide financial aid and some form of a new income producing profession or occupation. But God's Witness Protection Program goes far beyond that. For God's Word tells us in Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I wish somebody had prayed him right now oh I love you God (laughs) in the federal witness protection program a person must sever all ties with their past family friends and acquaintances once you enter into the program you cannot have any contact with those in your past because you're extremely susceptible to being killed if you do. In God's witness protection program, God tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 17, Where come, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. In God's witness protection program, we must constantly abide in him. Uh, For Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse number 6, if a man abide not in me, uh, he is cast forth as a branch uh, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Uh, Amen. However, Jesus continues in verse number 7 to say, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, uh, ye shall ask what ye will, uh, and it shall be done unto you. Then the Apostle John tells us in 1 John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15 and this is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will he heareth us and we know that he hear us and whatsoever we ask we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Oh I love you Jesus. Amen. I love you God. Do you understand what I'm talking about this morning? Uh, Do you understand the advantages, uh, amen, that we have when we enter God's witness protection program? Uh, So we know we must abide in Him, uh, amen. And not only are we able to abide in Him, uh, then Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 28, uh, 19 and 20, uh, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The name, it's not names, it's not plural, it's singular. It's the name of the Father, the name of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. We are to go and testify and present evidence of what God has done, and he will protect you in the midst of your enemies. For he just said that I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. I said, he said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Further, the psalmist assures us in the 34th Psalm, verse number 7, the angel of the Lord encampeth about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, somebody praise him. Woo! <laughs> 
God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Uh, it's real easy to get into God's witness protection program. Uh, for the Apostle Peter, uh, amen, gave the instructions on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Uh, and the application process has not changed. You must still do what verse number 38 says. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall, ye shall, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You look up that definition of shall. I said, you look it up and see what I'm telling you. Oh, the first thing you got to do is repent. Repentance means to have a godly sorrow of your sins and turn that about face. Amen. Brother Hilton was talking about from them and don't do them anymore. Then you must be baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. For there is none other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. And then, amen, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And yes, it is a promise. I said, yes, it is a promise. If you'll repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. He'll give you the Holy Ghost. I was looking at that water over there and I'm thinking, God, I believe that water's ready. I believe it's just waiting for somebody to go down in Jesus' name. I believe it. God grant it, God. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. This Holy Ghost Amen. Places you in God's witness protection program. It changes your identity. Turns you into a new creature. This Holy Ghost, uh, which gives you the power to be a witness, uh, to be able to stand and testify against the devil. Uh, and this Holy Ghost is what causes you to have uh, life and have it more abundantly. Uh, it's this Holy Ghost that breaks the shackles of sin. Uh, it's this Holy Ghost that Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse 23 says, uh, allows us to be renewed uh, in the spirit of your mind. Uh, it's this Holy Ghost that verse 24 says, put on the new man, uh, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Oh, there we go again. There's that holiness. Uh, uh, man, I, I, you guys get hung up on that. No, we don't. It's a, my God, it's a pleasure to live for him. It's a pleasure to dress right. It's, it's a pleasure to act right. Amen. My God. If he had done for you what he's done for me. Uh, I'm telling you, I love him. I love him. I love him. It's his Holy Ghost, amen, makes possible to do what verse 25 states. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. It's this Holy Ghost that we've got that gives us the grace to do, as verses 26, 27 instruct, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. It's this Holy Ghost that keeps us from being a thief. Verse 28 demands, let him stole steal no more. Rather, let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good. He may have to give to him that needeth. 
It's this Holy Ghost that puts a guard on our mouth uh, so that we'll keep, amen, what verse 29 and 30 commands us. Uh, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, uh, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, uh, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Uh, Amen. Uh, It's this Holy Ghost that enables us uh, to do as verses 31 and 32 tells us uh, to do. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you uh, with all malice uh, and be ye kind one to another tender hearted uh, forgiving one another even as God uh, for Christ's sake hath forgiven you uh, it is this Holy Ghost that gives peace in the midst of the storm uh, it's this Holy Ghost that gives you the power to walk in the spirit uh, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh that's Galatians 5 and 16 uh, it's this Holy Ghost that Second Peter amen 1 and 4 uh, amen assures us whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these amen you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust Uh, stand with me amen if you're in God's witness protection program I said are you in God's witness protection program if not you need to come to this altar and let God put you in his witness protection program I said I said you need I said why don't you come today come on amen if you want the Holy Ghost come on right now in Jesus name come on right now in Jesus name I love you Jesus I'm telling you God's got a witness protection program for somebody I said God's got a witness protection program
Let's love the Lord, everybody. Let's love the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. My God is awesome. My God is awesome. Hallelujah. Oh, you can't say we didn't have church today. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm sorry that those of you that have never listened to Odyssey, but again, I hear Mr. Whitaker's voice in my mind saying, and the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Amen. God's begun doing some stuff around here. Amen. I've told many of you, hey, Something's boiling under the surface, and it's about to come through. Amen. We're starting to see God do some awesome things. I'll tell you, <laughs> I've never, in all the years we've been here, I've never got so many phone calls from evangelists in a week's time. And I, I told my wife, I said, you know what I'm going to take that as? That the field is white and ready to harvest. Because God's looking towards this, this community right now. And he's begun a work. Jasmine, how do you feel this morning? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God is so good. Jason, that's an answered prayer. It's an answered prayer. This is just the beginning, Jasmine, just the beginning. Amen. Don't leave. I'd like to talk to you before y'all head out. And uh, I, I'm excited about what God's doing around here. Derek, this is your week. This is your week. And we're believing for you. Maybe I should say we're believing with you. We're believing with you. Amen. I want to see everybody, it, it wouldn't hurt my feelings none, and when we, we finish service next Sunday, that everybody in this building right now left with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, maybe we ought to go invest in some, I don't know what they're called, are they called baptismal robes or whatever, but have some on hand so that you don't have to wait to go get some fresh clothes, or you don't have to go home wet. <laughs> Amen. But we'll have something here, have to find something and see if we can uh, ha have them here. What's that? Yeah. Mardell has them. Well, I'll go this week. We've got a lot of stuff to do this week. We're going to go get some business cards, make sure we have plenty of those. It's time to get the word out, folks. It's time to start reaching out. Time to let folks know, hey, God is doing something awesome. Amen. Jasmine gets to go to school tomorrow, a new person. <laughs> well, that's the way to start spring break, I guess. Uh, anyhow, well, glory. Your friends are going to notice something different, I can promise you that. Hallelujah. What happened to you, and how can I get it? Amen. Praise God. Well, I'm excited about what God's doing.
Praise God. What is this? That's Samantha. Oh, Brother, Brother Mendez's daughter was in the altar this morning praying. Praise God. Let me tell you, it ain't exclusive to Lynn Valley, Lacine region. It's not. It's not. It's not secluded to Lynn County. This is going around the world right now, folks. Bishop Brigham is in Africa right now as we speak, teaching and preaching to pastors who are hungry for truth. They're tired of seeing the same mundane church services. They're, they're tired of not seeing results in their churches. And, and the reason we have been going over there for all these years is the first time the bishop's been back since COVID. And he's there this week teaching and, and, and teaching pastors how to lead others into the truth. And you know what speaks volumes to me, and I, you guys have heard me say this, is the fact that those ministers are not ashamed to go home and tell their congregations, hey, guess what? Some of the things I've been teaching you isn't absolutely 100% correct. And they ask the church for forgiveness. And then they pick up and they start teaching truth. Let me tell you something. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. When, when, when it starts from the top down, I keep seeing this whole schematic of where it says dads, if dads start going to church first, that 93% of the families will follow suit. I don't know how true and how accurate it is, but that is quite a drastic statistic versus how many, uh, what the percentage is when mom starts at church and when the child starts at church. But I can tell you this, I do know how it works from the top down. When you get it at the top of the authority chain and you begin, it begins to trickle down into the rest of those that are following. Whether we like it or not, we are all followers. We're going to follow somebody and something. And when the one that we're following is in truth, let me tell you, my friend, that's an eternal impact in your life. Thank God. Thank God. For those of you that are here, God's going to use you this week if you'll stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Stay sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Brother Mendez went and printed off a batch of these flyers for us. And uh, I don't know how many. How many do we end up with? Okay. I will say this. If you run out you can copy some and print them off they don't have to be pretty colors but if you want to print them off in black and white you're welcome to do that or you can contact me and we'll try to get some to you as soon as possible um, but if he has some more at the house and and uh, we'll have them ready um, let's get the word out this is announcing the Wednesday night Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to be having services this week. And so let's, let's take them, let's put them out. Even today, let's get them out there into the laundromats and let's put them in the, in the different places that you know people are going to. You guys know that way better than I do. I haven't been here long enough. Um, and I get stuck at my house, unfortunately, working all the time. So um, you guys got some suggestions for me. I'll even go and, and hang some of these up. I'm planning to. Uh, I want to go to Drexel. I'm going to hang some up in Drexel, get some word out there. Um, like to get some information into Lynn Valley. I, 
I don't, I don't know how all that works. Um, hopefully they'll leave it up. I know Donnie for a long time, Donnie Johnson, he lived in Lynn Valley, but every time he'd take a flyer from us, somebody would take it down almost immediately. And so hopefully we can, we can keep them there. He said he was posting it over by the mailbox, I think, in that area. So, um, but anyway, let's, let's, let's get the word out. And let me ask you this. I said this before we started our Bible study this morning. Can, can I ask you to put forth a little extra sacrifice this week? And let's press on and try to get to church this week. I know a lot of us have jobs, and I understand that part. But if you're not working, and I know it's an extra thing to do that, that evening, if you're not working, can you come to church and, and help us press on through? God's going God's gonna to take us to new places. But, you know, the more of us that are working together, the further we can make it. Amen. So if you're not working this week, um, I do not want you putting your jobs in jeopardy. But if you're not working, can you make the extra effort to come, make the extra sacrifice? I know you're going to get a little bit less sleep for the next day of work, but let me tell you something. The Holy Ghost is better rest than 8 to 12 hours of sleep. I can promise you that. Amen. And if you put forth the sacrifice, my God will always fill in the gaps for you. Amen. Praise God. God will always help out. And so I'm encouraging you, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday night, we're going to double it as, a, as our youth service. We're going to have some after-service activities for our young people, and uh, we're going to have a lot, of, a lot of fun. But first, we're going to have Holy Ghost move. Amen. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, everybody. The service, yeah, so we're going to have young people helping with the the music and stuff, but the service, we're just going to have church. The young, oh, your, your child, your, your grandchildren, yep. Um, they may be a little antsy. I would say you may want to bring them, bring them to church. My goodness, bring them to church. We ain't going to, that's not going to be a problem, but if you're wanting something that's, if, if you're wanting something that's geared towards kids, we're going to do that March the 24th going to have that kids church service and those of you that weren't here a while ago when I was talking about that just remember March the 24th Friday night the 24th of March we're going to have a kids church service in the sanctuary here we're also going to have snacks in the room next door I've got a lot of ideas I have not sat down with the Mendez family to, to hash them out or my wife even I've got a lot of ideas that I'd like to work through I'm saying all of that it's geared towards kids it's not going to be a typical church service and so I'm going to need help helping with these kids. We're going to need people to help corral the kids, keep them under control. But also, we're going to have to have people help us. Um, we, need we need puppeteers. We need people that are going to be willing to um, help us with the snack, making sure the kids get the snacks, and make sure that if they get messy, we can quickly clean things up. Um, so we need all kinds of volunteers for, for that activity. So... Um, I'll be sending out messages, and, and if you could be a little bit proactive, you could actually reach out to